If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I'm here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm trying to talk about Iran. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. The question today is, do we have the nerve? Do we have the nerve? Oh, we have it. I've got the nerve. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Anything but you know who. It's a Trump-free Tuesday. Trump-free Tuesday, ladies and germs. Do we have the nerve to stick it through? I know I do. I can do it. I think think a certain somebody... Some some pretty big things could happen, and I could still ignore them <laughs> until tomorrow. I feel like I've been driven to this point. Yeah, no kidding. You know, no kidding. 
I threw it out there on the Twitter this morning, and it was pretty much uh, unanimous support for a Trump-free Tuesday. We are allowed to say Trump-free Tuesday. I don't want to treat it like the N-word or Voldemort, where you can't use the word right, exactly. to describe what's going on. Well, everybody knows that in grammar, if you have dash free, then you haven't actually said the word. Mm. It doesn't count. Sugar free. Gotcha. Is the absence of sugar. So I'm kind of excited about it. It's a negative sugar. It's actually put a little uh, spring in my step today. I know. It's exciting. It is. It's, it's um, relaxing. There may be a reference to American foreign policy. Well, sure. Things that have happened around the world that involve, say, the executive branch of the United States of America. How about we focus on not that, though, and focus on the other part of it? That's what happens all the time. Right. Everything gets focused on the one individual as opposed to policy or this or that. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Anyway, I I find it relaxing. Just thinking about it relaxes me. That means something right there. Feels like a vacation day. Yeah, doesn't it? How weird is that? Quite. Yeah. The whole country ought to take a look at that. I wonder if we could get a national thing going. Wow. The whole country on Tuesday. Hey, let's, a hashtag. Let's look at the other 99% of stories that aren't uh, circling around uh, the Tangerine mm. Tornado mm. and uh, and cover those for a day. CNN would have to have hours-long meetings, weekend retreats. You know, they'd have to fire 60% of their staff and hire new people. They wouldn't even know how to function. Uh-oh, goldfish have been recalled amid a salmonella scare, and I just sent my son off with a bag of goldfish in his backpack today. Oh, Lord! Hope they're not tainted goldfish. Um, What's he going to do with them? I mean, what would you have to do to get to salmonella? I don't know. Like stick your hand in a bowl and grab the thing? No. Drink some of the, 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 the bowl water? No, we're talking about the little snack. Oh, I thought it was goldfish. The, the snack goldfish. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was an odd mistake to make. <laughs> I'm a very literal, literal, literal fellow. The the childhood snack, the goldfish, ah. which I've never had one. I've never really? had a goldfish. Oh, my God. I had uh, uh, several handfuls just the other day. Oh, really? There yeah. You know. I was Got in a, a uh, uh, watering hole, a social and athletic club. And uh, they yeah. keep goldfish about? Need a little salt. Yeah. Okay. I have the equivalent of a gallon jug of goldfish in my apartment as we speak. Do you really? Yes. I'll be darned. More yeah, popular than I thought among the older set. Right next to the juice boxes, huh? I thought people <laughs> aged out Capri of that around... I thought people aged out of that around eight, but apparently not. Yeah. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. Uh, Joe, just so you know, gummy bears are actually candy. Okay. They're not like really <laughs> pliable <laughs> bears. I thought it was some sort of sticky <laughs> no, breed of bear it's from candy. the mountain ranges of our land. No? <laughs> I'll be damned. When did you know? Learn something new every day. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Now, the New York Daily News uh, got rid of approximately half of its staff yesterday. Which is something. Uh, and uh, apparently one of the people they let go was the person in charge of running its Twitter account, its social media person. But they did not change the passwords before they let that person know, hey, yeah, you know, you're no longer working here. So that person, because they are probably a younger sect, understanding how the internet works, had some fun with their Twitter account of their old employer. I would. They uh, tweeted out various gifts from certain movies, uh, you know, one from Sean Connery and the Untouchable saying, that's the Chicago way. <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes saying, it's a madhouse. They even tweeted out a link of a how to recover a compromised account from Twitter, <laughs> kind of wiki how thing. That's um, kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. so I, I'm saying fun is all around you, people. You just got to know where to look for it. Major newspapers struggling is, is, a, uh, is, is a problem. 
and uh, nobody's figured that out yet. And Daily they, News has been a big part of New York City for 100 years. Yeah, and um, uh, as we've discussed many times before, newspapers going away in cities, they're not being replaced by similar sort of journalism. They're just not. Radio stations, TV stations aren't doing a lot of the, the same footwork that, that newspapers have always done. Maybe they'll start. I don't know. Or maybe city council meetings just won't get covered anymore, and cities will do whatever the hell they want, and the citizens will wake up surprised. I don't know where they'll learn about it because it won't be in their local newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. I realize Trump-free whatever this is, so we'll uh, go ahead. And, but uh, maybe you'll sneak That's your newscast see. there or what? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll pass something together. Hey, by the way, Mega Millions. Mega Millions drawing $512 million Half tonight. a billion dollars. Indeed. Finally, it's worth playing. If you take a lump sum payment option, you'll walk home with over two. $300 million, and I already got it figured out. If I win, and I will, I'm giving each of you guys a million bucks. Wow, thank you. 20 listeners, 20 Armstrong and Getty listeners, each one will get a million bucks. And all of my former serious girlfriends will get a million bucks. And that would still leave you with 200-some million dollars. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you'd have plenty left over. What if you take it, uh, if they pay it out year by year or whatever, is the way I would do it? I got you have it. any idea what you get? I don't Does know. Does it pay I, out I over 20 years? Yeah, it'd be over 20 years. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, I'd rather take the 300 mil, walk away with cash in the pocket. I'm going to buy a giant yacht like Tiger. That's what I'd do. Big yacht with a helicopter on it and a boat. With a flag that says "chilling the most," exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe like a jet ski on the helicopter. Right. <laughs> Fantastic! That's what I'd say from my yacht. Yeah. I think the yearly payment plan allows you to be incredibly irresponsible, lose your mind, and then okay, I'll try it again next year. <laughs> oh man, try you can get, my get act unlimited credit. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Yeah, no kidding. You're doomed either way. Uh. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Already Get to Be? Tuesday, July the 24th of the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, this is exciting. Let's begin the show now. Come on, everybody. Let's do it precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Are you being serious? Yeah, I did ask. I did ask. That is disgusting. I know. You are a grown woman. Who is that? What that woman is doing will shock you. That is oh. disgusting. You are a grown woman. Okay. Oh, boy. And we'll look for the payoff oh, on I that later. I can only imagine the, in the modern world. The setting, it happened on an airplane. Okay. Oh. Oh. High in the sky. Oh. oh. What are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Middle East flashpoint. Israel just shot down a Syrian warplane. Hmm. We got Russian hackers breaking into the American utility company's networks. And how much time are we really spending in front of computer screens? This answer will shock you. So, yeah, the name of one of the Russian hacking groups that got into our uh, computers. I had that. I was going to use that today. It's going to be my new name. They always sound like a child's toy or like a uh, subcategory of the gay scene. Energetic bear. Yep, there you go. (laughs) go. That's the Russian hacking group that got into our electric. In search of big hairy guy that likes to go to raves. Email energeticbear <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> the bears are who we thought they were. How does mailbag look? It's outstanding today. Really strong. Oh, awesome. Well, let's get to it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. 
Borat's new show, the Showtime thing. He got some congressman to take off his pants. He's a state legislator. And say the N-word? Oh, he, yeah, he does all sorts of insane stuff. Okay, we got to do that story. He may be from the sort of district he can survive it. Wow. Yeah, That's dropping crazy. N-bombs, shouting N-bombs. I want to hear about that. And uh, global warming linked to suicides? Some researchers say yes. That's funny. You should bring that up. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. That's a good one. Oh, oh, oh listen, I'm looking at the emails that aren't part of Mailbag. And and evidently the folks have finally discovered the new email address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Some of the topics, and they're topics we could get to later, since this is a hashtag TFT, Trump Free Tuesday. <laughs> Um, I like how you spelled it out with your arms like you're on a cheer squad. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, How about (laughs) union fees canceled? There's a friend of Armstrong and Getty, HR no longer collecting union fees after the big court case. Uh, 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 Alexander Hamilton and cyber policy is, is Jessica's topic. Alexander Hamilton had a cyber policy? I know. Well, that was forward thinking. Here's another email that's not part of mailbag, but we'll get to later. Activists call for removal of controversial Homo erectus memorial. Among prehistoric men, Homo erectus certainly the most fun one to mention in casual conversation. Don't you agree? Mailbag. If you're a third grader... Pardon me? (laughs) Eating goldfish. Don't follow you. So, a nice note from Al Anonymous here. I'm just going to mention it. He, he lives in the area of the San Juan Islands of Washington State, one of my favorite places in the world. Says it would be an honor to buy me a beer next time I'm in the area. He says, I don't really expect you to take me up, etc., etc. And he says some very nice things about the show. Sir, you've just offered me a free alcoholic beverage. What do you mean I'm not going to take you up on it? I'm on my way. <laughs> I would love to do that. Thanks for the offer. Uh, moving along, uh, from the praise to this, without a good guest interview, your show is really shallow. Reading lists of best cities or rankings of where over 30s live doesn't do it. And you've swung so far to the Trump right that you're unrecognizable. Uh, did we read a ranking of where over 30s live? I don't think so. We were, mm. we, we were comparing... talking about demographic changes yeah. in this great country and what it might portend for the future, both financial and sociological, but apparently that's not exciting enough for this connoisseur of talk radio. We were having a discussion off-air the other day about our own personal favorite radio shows and how many times we don't like it when they go to a guest. Because we want to hear callers, or callers, because we want to hear what the particular host that we like is uh, got to say about various things. And so that's a that's a tough one. Well, and honestly, our some of our great uh, gurus, some of the people whose opinions we we uh, treasure, and that's a very short list. Yeah, I'd say you kind of tell us the opposite of what that fine gentleman or woman thought. So, but uh, again, thank you so much for your harsh but well-meaning constructive criticism. Uh, you know, I'm just going to summarize Tom in the Foothills note. It uh, mentions the name of the current occupant of the White House several times in all caps and exclamation points and the phrase, I can't take it. Well, that's why we're doing a TFT. Hashtag exactly. TFT. Tom, I, and you, you're part of the inspiration for that. Do I have to do the arms every time we say a TFT? T. Well, and you did F- do Wait. T. You got to do hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag TFT. T. 
See, there you go. You might have to get a video of that, Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> get uh, a anyway. video of Joe doing it. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, I have so little dignity left. Why not? Here's a really nice note from, can I use this? Uh, Ashley, I guess she reached out earlier and, and I missed it or we missed it. Um, But she says some really, really nice things. Very sweet. She wants to send a hug. She's been listening since she was a kid. Now is a lovely young woman. I'm reaching out to you because I was curious about if you have anyone creating transcripts of the radio program. Oh, yeah. I That's what Gladys does when she's not playing the harp. She's typing out every word of the show. Yep, she's got a specially designed harp slash stenography machine. Of dang near 20 years worth of transcripts uh, in a uh, big room. She's currently in school for stenography, court reporting slash captioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, and, and wants to know if we have any interest in transcripts. Uh, in all seriousness, Ashley, and, uh, and, and your note is absolutely charming. You're a lovely gal. I wish you well in your future endeavors. But exactly the last thing on earth we want to exist <laughs> of this show <laughs> is the crap we say in print. <laughs> Everything looks worse in print anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting, oh, though, there, there's a book out currently by a stenographer. That's getting a fair amount of attention. She was Obama's stenographer. Every president has a number of stenographers. I read about this. And I I didn't realize this. It's obviously true. But every utterance of a president is, by definition, newsworthy or historic. Right. It's it's, uh, to be preserved. So they hire stenographers to take down everything a president says all day long. And uh, and she got plucked out of obscurity as a twenty something. We needed all of a sudden. You're following around the president of the freaking United States all over the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, what an interesting thing to do. And she's written a book about it. But um, that would be a cool job to have. And you'd be present for a lot of historical things. Absolutely, you would have access that that people like prostitute themselves and stab others in the eye for an entire yeah. career to get. But with no. Uh, None of the um, weight that comes with it. You're not. You're not. You're not. You don't need to do anything other than type down the words that the president. As long as you're pretty good at stenographying, I'd imagine it's it's a great gig. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's some controversy about that book, Jack. But let's not get into that. I wasn't going to. Elise writes uh, to answer your question of does an ocean view get old new? No, I moved from Sacramento to a house on the Oregon coast overlooking the ocean for half the price of my California home. Every day is unique and stunning. But uh, and she's a faggoty from day one. Um, but she does not mention how long she's been there. That's the very gist of our question. Does it get old eventually? Well, so if you've been there for a month, your testimony is worthless to us. Before I had kids, I had a chance to uh, look at the sunset every night. Now I never see the sunset. It's always bedtime. Hmm. Um, but uh, and I had a great view of the sunset, sunset from where I from where I lived, and I looked at it every single night for I don't know five years or something That's like that. That's why you're blind and never got tired of it. <laughs> never got tired of it once. There wasn't one night that I looked out there and I thought, "That's freaking awesome." So hmm. I've, I've just always wondered if you had a great view, if you'd get tired of it or it would stay awesome. Hmm. I'd like to find that out someday. Casey writes, uh, Jack, Joe, here's that billion-dollar idea you guys are always looking for. It's on the topic of overprescribed antibiotics and how yahoos demand them at the doctor, whether they need them or not. Create a placebo sugar pill that doctors can prescribe to patients that demand an antibiotic, even though they have a viral infection. Threefold benefits. Number one, the doctors get to look like heroes to their patients, whose viral infection will go away on its own anyway. Two, help with slowing the evolution of super bugs. And three, you guys will cut me in on 5% of your profits, so that's nice. 
That's a really good idea, Casey. But it needs to have a fancy uh, drug-sounding name. Uh, Placiville. You know, placitude. Maybe they could have done that on Kanye West. Kim Kardashian took him to the emergency room over the weekend because he had flu-like symptoms. Probably from scooping the poopity. He has the <laughs> flu, and he went there, and they got him an antibiotic, and he left. That's what the story says. Hmm. Well, that will do him no good right. if he has influenza. But I'm guessing if Kim Kardashian and Kanye West shows up with the flu, you give him an antibiotic and send him home. And he thinks, thank God I got this antibiotic. Right. All right. Get. Let's see. Ah, we have a number. Well, how much time do we have, Michael? Very little. Oh, boy. Maybe I'll get into that later. It's a topic in itself. Went to the emergency room with the flu. Must have felt terrible. <laughs> Poor fellow. Uh, John writes, we need Russia to help us with war with China, Iran, or both. Oof. I hope you're wrong, dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. China. And on the topic of Chicago's new status as the rat capital of America, because it's got lots of dog poo around. We're trying to figure out the, the tie-in. Gary wrote the writes, when I lived in Pinole, California, my neighbor got roof rats. He had two dogs. Exterminator told him, do a better job cleaning after your dogs because the dog droppings have no protein in them for the rats to live on, and the rats eat dog droppings. Interesting. There you go. Didn't know that. Wow. San Francisco might be the current leader of murders on public transit, getting a lot of national attention. We'll be talking about that throughout the morning. Well, it ought to be getting local attention if you ever ride the BART. Yeah, they kind of tried to keep it secret, too. Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I have seen the future of television, and I have it for you. Coming up in a little bit. Got a guy here. Something tells me it's going to horrify me, but I'll stay tuned. Got a guy here who showed up to a gym who has a lot of and they had a lot of signs around the gym that says "judgment free zone." I guess that's a thing. Right? Okay. Pe- people who go to gyms they don't they want to be judged. They want to go to a gym where they're not going to be judged. I'm here because I'm weak. Don't make fun of me for being weak or overweight and I want to get in shape or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Right. I, li- the, I like uh, it. There are a lot of gyms. I mean, back when I was younger, that are full of pretty people, and someone who's not pretty is you will not fit in. But anyway, this guy went to this judgment-free zone and <laughs> got up on the machine completely naked. <laughs> and when he was arrested, he said, I thought this was a judgment-free zone. Hi-oh! So, yeah, I don't want to see you doing that. No. <laughs> really don't. No. At least it wasn't yoga. <laughs> you. Do we know what machine it was? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that makes all the difference. <laughs> it like does, a, doesn't it? A thigh press or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. All right, get ready. Hang on. The Israeli military says it has shot down a Syrian fighter jet that entered its airspace. The military says it shot it down with a pair of Patriot missiles after it entered Israeli airspace by a little over a mile. The military is saying that there's been an increase in the internal fighting in Syria since the morning hours, including an increase in the activity of the Syrian Air Force. So they are on high alert. And they say they will continue to protect their territory. I'm trying to think what might be going on there. Are the uh, Syrian Air Force pilots using, like, paper road maps? And they just kind of missed their mark a little bit? Because that's a serious provocation. What would Assad's game be there? He's something to live in a country where you're constantly uh, worried about being attacked every day. Like Israel. Right. Right. But the entire region's like the size of L.A. County. Yeah. 
So I could see, you know, you're bombing somebody and you, whoa, swung into Israeli airspace a little bit here. I probably ought to get out. Well, you're dead now. Meanwhile, President Trump is looking into revoking security. Yeah, I thought it was a Trump free Tuesday. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, uh, uh, you can say the administration, maybe. The administration? Yes. Don't, yeah, whoa, Marshall. Get with the plan. All right. The administration is looking into revoking security clearances for a half dozen former national security officials. The administration is considering revoking the security clearance of former CIA director John Brennan, who criticized the administration's hmm. Helsinki summit. That was rude with of him. Vladimir Putin. So this is a topic that can, I think, easily be discussed without yeah. bringing in, uh, you know, the orange-haired one. I because, disagree. Because but go ahead. Well, <laughs> go because ahead. I don't think most people knew yeah. that all these former whoever's had these top security clearances. I don't think most people knew that. I didn't know you that. Did. Yep. And it uh, turns out they do, and some of the reasons are justifiable, and some of them the, the, fall apart pretty quickly to me. Uh, for why we we uh, allow them to have this. Now, the idea is that, you know, some of these people have top clearances. They've spent, say, eight years right. under a president learning about a region. Why would you want to boot them then out of the government and not they, have their expertise? Right. They may have dealt with the very players we're dealing with right now, some right. of whom are crafty devils. The problem is, and this is kind of a new thing, if you go off and sign a contract with MSNBC, for instance, uh-huh. and make your living off of criticizing current policy, some of it based on the knowledge you get with a secret clearance, mm-hmm. that ain't cool. Yeah, I guess none of them were going for briefings. None of them uh, on that short list there. All right. Uh, so, Rand Paul says that we should stop doing that. Yep, he started the I ball dis- rolling. I disagree. I would like to see a return to you had a very sensitive position in the government. It was a, a position of great gravitas, respect, Here's the- et cetera. How about you act like a gent and or lady when you get out of office and let the bomb chuckers chuck bombs. Well, here's the other problem behind the scenes the way it works is you use your security clearance to make tons of money because you then get hired for these various contractors, and that's where, geez, most of our money goes mm-hmm. uh, to to defense. And you you will have a position with this big defense contractor right, right. Um, as an advisor because of the knowledge you have. Right. You wouldn't get that job without your security clearance. So that's another way in which Rand Paul was saying people make millions off their security clearances. That's pretty troubling, too. I don't know if there's any fixing that. Not allow them to take those jobs, I suppose that'd be a violation of various rights. Yeah. First, we yeah. don't have to let you keep your security clearance. Well, if you're a former Secretary of Defense and your knowledge is useful in a way you just described, we just described, and you want to get a job with Raytheon, so we deny you any future uh, briefings or anything like that? Because we don't think you should profit? I mean, that, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that, so... Well, what's the harm in profiting? You're spitting it out like a Marxist. That's I mean, what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> right, I'm not okay. comfortable with that, what I just said. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't think that's in but itself if the, but bad. If, the reason, if it's to the detriment of the people of the United States... Then. But if the reason you're keeping your security clearance is so you can get this cool job to make a gazillion dollars, that's not enough reason for, for, for me, as a U.S. citizen, to let you have this information. If all you want to do is make a living off of it... right. I don't know. I don't know how you uh, solve But again, this one. if all you want to do is that ignores the other half of it, the you could be a valuable asset yeah. in the future. But to Rand Paul's point, we could probably choose who's on that list a little more carefully. 
If you're the under assistant, under assistant secretary of Asian affairs, we can probably do without you. Oh, we can find China without you. I think. I right. think many of us could agree on this. Not everybody, but a big chunk of us. If you're going to go on cable news all day long saying the president is a traitor to his country, yeah. then you shouldn't get a security clearance. Well, and certainly if the administration wants to pull it, pull it. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Have a new survey out that reveals office workers will spend almost 1,700 hours a year in front of a computer screen. That works out to an average of six and a half hours in front of a computer each day. I'm surprised it's not more. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that work around here that every time I walk by their office, they're sitting there staring at a computer. And I yeah. always wonder, what are they doing? Mm. I always wonder, what are you reading? What are you typing in there? Facebook is what they're reading. <laughs> <laughs> Among the people who were surveyed, 37% say they have to make the text on their computer screen larger now in order to see it. Because they're going blind. 25% have had to move their screen closer to bring their work into focus. 32 percent. You're say, using your ominous tone of voice. Are they like losing their eyesight or what? It's What's affecting the, their eyesight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hour after hour after hour wow, sitting in God. front of it. Unless, you know, you have the uh, blue screen, the blue shield. Hasn't this been going on for like two decades now, though? People staring at their computer screens all day long. Well, and yeah, and we're finally realizing the terrible effects. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think the staring at the screen is getting longer and longer as well. Mm. You know, I don't know. You didn't used to do it as much in your own personal life. Maybe you'd stare at the screen for six hours at work, but you right. wouldn't do it in your own personal life. Now you get up, you're done with that, and you start staring at the little screen on your phone right. for the rest of your awake time. Right. Here's great advice, uh, and I've I've used this quite a bit as a guy who stares at the okay. screen a lot. Twenty twenty twenty. Every twenty minutes, look away from your screen at something about twenty feet away for twenty seconds. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, you're holding your eye focus in one place for an extremely oh, long time. Yeah. It's bad for your eyeballs. Interesting. Twenty twenty twenty. One of my eyeballs gave up on me several years back, so I'm, it's kind of a lost cause. It happens, rarely, but I just woke up one day and my eyeball had given out. I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm done, people. That's the one you pluck out to uh, win bar bets, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting the Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'm practically a cyclops. Wow. Yeah, parts wear out. That's the thing about humans. Yeah, no kidding. Telling you. <laughs> well, this one shouldn't have worn out as early as it did, but it yeah. just gave up on me. Yeah. The muscle that allows it to focus just said, nah, this isn't any fun. I quit. <laughs> Man, what are you going to do? Um, but now you wear a corrective monocle, correct? I do have a monocle yes, at home. That's right. I have a couple of them hanging around the house, so I always have a monocle handy. got to start wearing those at work. I find it hard to hold my yeah in so, sort of way. Yeah. To keep, I don't know how the guy from Monopoly did it. How he held his monocle in his eye so long. It's not that easy to do. Hmm. Well, he didn't buy his just off the shelf. He probably had it fitted. That's a good idea. The other great monocle wearer of American culture, of course, Colonel Clink, would take his in and out as needed on the classic Hogan's Hero. (laughs) That was one funny Nazi. George H.W. Bush's cardiologist was slain after being followed by a mystery biker. Presidential murder mystery. Get to that story eventually, among other things. Uh, and we all want to hear about this uh, p- politician that fell for fell for Borat's tricks. Oh boy! And did he? And he ended up pantless. Oh yeah. How do, how do you fall for that? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I did ask. That is disgusting. I know. You are a grown woman. I Get know. Get up off the floor. I know. That is disgusting. I know. So why are you doing it? For? I know. I did ask. Why I did ask. It? Can I go please to the what, toilet? So you think it's alright just to sit down and no. on the floor like I that? I couldn't say it. I did ask. Can I please go to the no. toilet? That's they said right. no. They did say no. So you think it's okay to f*** on the I floor? I know. That's not okay. Well, it's so this woman uh, urinated on the floor of an a- airplane. She says she asked. So and they it would let, seem. <laughs> she says she a- they she asked and they wouldn't let her go. It so was, she peed on the floor. I get it. It was during a refuel. Uh, was so yeah. It wasn't sort of. It wasn't mid air or something like that. You know, uh, just giving full context of the situation. What's interesting to me, Your Honor, is that at no point did she say, "Oh, there's the picture of it." She's oh, th- there's video. Of course, there's video. She's just oh my god squatting in the corner and unleashing. The name of the airlines in which this occurred. Oh boy, and this is real. Yes, Wizz Air. Oh boy, W I Z Z. Now the I is upside down in their logo, like an exclamation point, because they're really excited. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, it's that's exciting. Um, at no point, Your Honor, did she say, I couldn't hold it. I'm in pain. I had a bladder operation. I'm pregnant or whatever. She just said, I asked, and they said no. Uh, so, Eroy M, urinating. I wouldn't do that. Why she's squatting there pantless having this argument. I wouldn't do that, but I, uh, I understand the motivation. If you've ever been trapped on the plane, and they're giving you the, you got to sit here with nothing to drink, no bathroom, hotter than hell, just as long as you want to keep me a prisoner here. It's freaking maddening. Pull up your bloomers, love. Yeah, I hear you. We were on a plane one time. I forget how many hours it was with nothing. People were saying, could I get a cup of water? Can I get anything? And we can't now. Can I go to the bathroom? The toilets are clogged. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and and listen, I remember when that happened to you, I, and I can't believe you didn't go APAS, which would have been great publicity for the show, just saying a little selfish. Um, at some point, the Geneva Convention has got to weigh in. It's, you can't it's, hold people it's without ridiculous. food, water, and toilet facilities. Not if they're an enemy combatant. <laughs> they let you whiz at Guantanamo Bay. Right. Oh, yeah, it would be a national, I mean, a, a worldwide crisis if we weren't letting people go to the bathroom right. as often as they wanted. Or, or, you know, make them do it on themselves or squat pantless right in back of the I'll bet uh, that's true. I'll, I'll, I almost guarantee you that's true. If you treated people at Gitmo the same way they will on almost any uh, airline, mm-hmm. if they want to make sure their departures and arrival times don't get out of whack. You'd be a major crisis. Right, right. What's the name of that airline again, Sean? Wizz Air. <laughs> I'll be damned. I'll be damned. It's God. a Hungarian low-cost airline. So that's different than yanking it air? I saw that video the other day <laughs> where a woman complained to the uh, wow. to the air waitress, said, the guy over there is doing his thing, and they didn't let her move seats or do anything, but didn't say anything to the guy. He just kept going. Oh, and then air. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nice. Well, yeah. That's definitely harassment. 
Oh, speaking of people who show their parts in public, some sad news. And really, I, you know, I, I, I root for celebrity marriages to work. Like Tom Hanks, really admire them. Uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Hanks. They're still hitched, right? Most Making celebrity... a go of it in the celebrity world? It's occurred to me that most celebrity marriages that work, you don't know anything about because they're not the sort of people that are making it really obvious that they're married and right. all right. that sort Trot of thing. out their stuff, the yeah. tabloids yeah. and the rest of it. Well, unfortunately, folks, Stormy Daniels is uh, getting Aww. divorced from her husband. I didn't know she was currently married. Well, yeah, she has a husband is uh, the lead, probably. How through all this story of the last year or whatever did it never come up? We never heard from her husband. Well, he wants her to stay clear of him and their child, and he's accusing her of cheating on him. She's a porn star guy. Did you ask her what she does for a living? Well, obviously that doesn't count. That's work. I believe he um, is, too. He's a porn star. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I wonder what cheating on you means when you're porn stars. Just with no he does contract, have that look. I guess. Yeah, when, he, when, he, when it's not for pay, I guess. He's got kind of an ape-like look. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't film it? <laughs> That's how you get out of the problem? He's, oh, uh, I thought there were cameras rolling. <laughs> he's wearing more eyeliner than I generally do, and he has the ear gauges that give him big big holes in his earlobes. Uh, but, uh, those age well. Yeah, don't do that as a youngster. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it seems like a good idea at the time, doesn't it? There's uh, a gu- guitar phenom, phenom right now that's uh, really a big deal, and uh, he had the gauges when he was young, and he doesn't do that now. Oh, boy. But now he's got the floppy, and it's hard to look at. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's gross to look at. They usually end up getting plastic surgery. Oh, it looks yeah. rough. The judge has granted one Glendon Crane a restraining order, which he requested with his divorce p- petition. The judge, among other, mm, among other things, agreed to prohibit Stormy from coming into contact with Crane or their seven-year-old daughter. Which uh, your Papa, mom and dad are porn stars? That's that's interesting. And the seven-year-old, uh, well, uh, the the dad says this was necessary because. Uh, Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels, professional fornicator, wanted to bring her on tour where she would be on a bus with other adult performers. Mm. Uh, Stormy uh, conducts her incredibly depressing, sordid, and grubby come look at my parts because I'm in the news tour. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I can see uh, how you wouldn't want that. Don't take the kid on the tour with you. Well, and uh, don't tell the kid what you do for a living until they're much older. Well, and I tweeted about this last night. I can't remember my exact wording precisely, but um, uh, they're asking for uh, privacy as they go through this. <laughs> okay. And I thought that was perhaps the most ironic thing I've ever heard in my life. As somebody who not only, two people, not only fornicate for a living, their side hustle is showing their parts in clubs, and she and her porn promoter, Mr. Avenatti, may be the most aggressive publicity whores in the history of publicity whores. Which they get to do. Sure. And it's all whether or not people fall for it. Are now uh, requesting uh, privacy. (laughs) Uh, Climate change may cause an extra 44,000 suicides, according to a new study. Yes, a really, really stupid one. Way too much murder on mass transit in San Francisco, which is getting national attention. And 30-year-olds in the 70s versus 30-year-olds today. And some interesting stats all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.